the internets. This is Combat Jack, and you're listening to the Fan Bro Show. Do me a favor. Do them a favor. Subscribe, rate, comment on iTunes. Follow them on SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, Black Planet, Mi Gente. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. What's up, internets, and welcome to another Fan Bro special delivery. This is Chico Leo with a very special co-pilot this evening. We have uh, Fan Bro's very own DJ Ben Hameen, the captain of the spaceship. But I'm That's here, right? I guess riding this is... co-pilot. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, this is like it's like some kind of uh, you know an honor when the admiral comes comes on board, like on uh, on Star Trek. Yep, but you can all return to the bridge and relax, you know. Chico's heading it up tonight. That's right, that's right. Um, well, uh, you know, there there have been some some celebrity deaths, I just wanna say on a on a personal level, oh, you know. Man. Leonard Leonard Nimoy was, you know, Spock and Spock and Leonard Nimoy are two different people and, and Spock is not a real person. But I would definitely say that um you know, before Barack Obama came along, that there was no one who was, you know, represented uh, in, you know, publicly out there, you know, someone who had any conflicts or whatever of being from two cultures as Spock did. And so I think that there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, the same way that the X-Men might have appealed to all to different, you know, people who feel disenfranchised. Spock, you know, I think I, I could definitely identify with sort of his human and vulcan you know things conflicting i always felt more puerto rican when i was with my jewish family and i definitely felt more jewish when i was with my puerto rican family and i feel like when spock is on vulcan he definitely feels more human and when he's on the enterprise he feels more vulcan and i sort of got that as a as a kid and i can't think of anyone who you know who sort of did that more and i was reminded of this on twitter someone put uh, someone someone printed a letter that uh, a biracial girl, I believe, wrote him in the 60s and his response, which was was also pretty awesome uh, on on just that. Uh, you know, she you know, she was you know, her father was white and her mother was black. And, you know, she had the same thing. You know, she felt more this when she was with that side of the family and more that with this. And so. You know, I just want to give, uh, as well as obviously, obviously Spock being the dopest guy, I think, or the dopest character in all the Star the Star Trek franchises. Most definitely did. And as everyone who's a long-term listener to the show knows that I'm a much bigger Star Wars fan, but Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, is one of my favorite all-time films, and Spock dying in it really hurt me as a kid like to the point where i wanted to watch it again the other day in memory of nimoy but i just didn't feel like i was ready for it yet so i'm about to get to that later on this week and also later on this week do remember the fan bros have a party at home sweet home featuring mega ran and samus the Rappers with Arm Cannons. The Rappers with Arm Cannons tour is coming to Home Sweet Home, 
Thursday night. And guess what? Even better, it's free, free, free. So, yeah, there's no excuse. The weather is going to have broken, hopefully, by then. You're not going to have all these coats and cloaks and and galoshes that you're going to need to worry about. So come on out. Now, uh, where is it? Home Sweet Home? Home Sweet Home. 131 Christie Street in the Lower East Side, Manhattan. I'll be DJing. Chico Leo will be behind the bar pouring drinks. That's right. Samus and Megaran will be doing the raps and whatnot. Maybe singing a few tunes. It's going to be yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this. I mean, if, pe- if you aren't familiar with, you should definitely go on YouTube and uh, and check them out. I think it's definitely going to be a dope time. And there's no excuse not to come. It's free. Most definitely. And we Samus, always show people a good time. Word up. Samus and Megaran. The Rappers with Arms Cannons Tour comes to Home Sweet Home in the Lower East Side. Check out Fan Bros Show on Instagram for more information. So, um, wanted to talk about uh, tonight's episode of The Walking Dead. Direction. It was directed, Direction was directed by Greg Nicotero, who came on board in the last season. Uh, he came on board in season four, and he comes out of the whole George Romero you know, the original zombie franchise, I guess, bringing some credibility, and he directed this episode. Hold on, hold on. That's the first time he was on with season four? Uh, this is the first time that I thought... Uh, he might have directed, actually, I think he directed the first episode of this season. Um, yeah, but, but I, I thought he was involved with the show well before He's definitely involved behind, behind the scenes. He's one of the producers, like one of the showrunners. Oh, okay. But they only, he came on board in, in this, in the fourth season, and we're, you know, in the fifth season now. So I, I credit, you know, there's been a change behind the scenes, and I definitely do think the last couple of seasons have been, you know, pretty much stellar or perfect. or cl- nah, Not perfect, but, you know, really good, especially compared to the, the first couple and he's one of those people behind the scenes and he comes from he was like you know a you know a low-level grunt on like dawn, the original dawn of the dead and then day of the dead and all of that and sort of worked his way up i think he he uh you know came out of the makeup department yeah um, but he's definitely a legend yeah point. exactly so he directed to, and I don't. I don't actually. I think he did direct the first episode of this season. Um, I, I should check that, but I'm pretty sure. And uh, you know, um, they definitely are coming. They they do have to, and they've been bringing it coming up with new things with zombies. They had the whole thing where Alana ends up sort of ripping the skin off a whole zombie. That was so uh, disgusting. T- t- towards the end, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. I, but, uh, so, I don't know, what, what, what did you, before we recap the episode, what did you think? Well, I mean, we, before we recap it, I don't know, it wasn't my favorite episode of the season. It really? Was, yeah, really. It, it, it definitely rated a little lower for me. I thought Direction could have used some Direction. Right. It, it was, mm, I don't know. I wouldn't say that it was slow. Because okay. I liked it more than the last episode because, you know, in, either, in, e- in each episode sort of one thing happened. Like the last episode was just them getting, you know, deciding whether or not they were going to come to the come to Alexandria. And then this episode was them having arrived, basically decided if they were going to stay and under what circumstances. And I guess the whole like waiting to see to the other shoe to drop, which the other shoe hasn't necessarily dropped, but them presenting them, you know, from the last episode, 
um, kind of left me like wanting more. Whereas this episode, I feel like now I, you know, I know where they are. I know what's going on, or maybe I don't know what's going on, but I have more of a sense of what's going on. And so I actually like this one more than the last one. Um, See, I, I, so, I like the last one a lot. And right. that's something I really want to say uh, that I did not expect. I guess I should have. But the outrage on the Internet that I saw over Aaron, you know, giving his boyfriend a little mouth loving was amazing. Like, right. I did not expect that. And people were going nuts, like hurt. Like, oh, my God. You know, on The Walking Dead. Well, that was that's so, so ironic. People have sat through like the most disturbing, you know, babies getting preg- you know, cut out of pregnant women oh and God. people decaying and ripped apart and cannibalism and guys laughing at other guys while they're eating their did their own diseased feet and just yeah, I, I I agree. And the show had even now I don't really know, but the show hinted that uh, Michonne and that blonde woman who hooked up with the governor that they might have had something going on and alana uh had something going on with it with a woman and so yeah there really is a double standard for some people you know that you know i I mean i saw a bit of that on the internet but um you know yeah i mean it was literally people being like i mean the irony totally lost on them being like i can't believe you know you'd put something so disgusting as men kissing on the walking dead (laughs) which you know is legitimately probably the most disgusting show on tv like you know consistent you know yeah even game of thrones where people's heads get crushed and you know Dudes are raping their daughters. There's still something more viscerally gross about uh, about The Walking Dead. Definitely, but yeah, back yeah. to this episode. There weren't, there wasn't any big shocking moments. Okay, see, as a comic book reader, I have been anticipating this storyline, right? And it's gonna go in places that people I don't think are really expecting so far. Even though the very end of this episode does give a slight hint but it's i mean i'm not sure because like i said before the book and the story and the tv show have diverged so much at this point that it's tough for me to even say what's going on even though there's certain story beats i see again and again you know or see transferred from the book to the show it still has gone different ways like tyrone's death in the book was completely different than tyrese tyrese than it eventually ended up being in the show so, yeah, it's tough for me to even guess what's about to happen, even though I know kind of, and like I say, the very end of the show gave you a good hint, just at the more about the mental state of Rick and Carol. Can we talk about Carol in this episode? That is one thing that I have to give big ups to. How, how dope she was on the video <laughs> oh where she was God. completely, oh, I'm just kind of the den mother. I can't do it. Yeah, that was really, that was the dopest girl. moment. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was James Bond, you know, like total. What? That that was really dope. I oh I, I, I totally agree. Let me let me ask you a question because you know I did read the first twelve issues of the comic and then, um, you know whatever I kind of stuck with the I'm I'm going with the with the show because I, I just did I didn't want to do both at once. I I've seen an image of Rick at least you know somewhat you know after the point that we're at. And he has a long beard. I guess my question is, did Rick ever shave in the comics? Because all the pictures I'd seen of him in the comics, like his beard was even crazier. No, than... th- um, this exact moment happened in the comics. The, okay. The moment of 
was it Julie cutting Rick's hair tonight? Right. That all happened exactly like that in the comics. They arrived at Alexandria. They were approached by a different character in the comics, who I won't reveal yet because I'm hoping they still bring him on. But they were approached, they were brought back to Alexandria, and Rick had his hair cut and becomes the sheriff of the town, just like right. that. So that that's pretty much straight from the comics. So yeah, he's cut his be he's cut his hair. A lot has happened. It's it go it, the, the comic is so much further ahead. I can't even say any more than that because yeah. Right. So do you think this is all going to get resolved by the end of this season, season no. five, or no? So this is going to be into season six, like an ongoing, I think, long term. So. Right, okay. It depends on how they do it, though. They still got a few episodes left. So, like, they really surprised me at the beginning of this season with Terminus, because I really expect the Terminus to go on a little bit longer than it did. And that, right, right. Like, quick. I I felt like the hospital went really quickly. That, too. You know, yeah, I I, I did feel that the hospital had had that been like half a, a full half a season. Or just longer that it we, we the bad guys would have had more heft. Yeah, definitely. Um, that that was that was my feeling on that. So this season, basically, I mean, this episode, um, our heroes get to an un you know the perfect situation. It's a gated community that's been totally you know set behind concrete slabs and rebar and you know fully defensible, and it's got you know solar power and you know recycled rainwater cisterns and, and and all that stuff and and everything is really you know on the face of it you know great but other things that they've come upon have been on the face of it great i mean you know one assumes that another shoe is going to drop um i guess you have an idea what it is i mean without you know spoilers you know and and um there, there are there are some um you know, uh, what, what, what's the phrase, you know, uh, warning signs. And, and even then they're kind of corny, you know, like the, the dude smoking a cigarette on his porch late at night in shadows or the fact that the guy who leads the, um, you know, the, the runs where the supply runs is, is obviously out of his depth and a douchebag. Although at least he's a self-aware douchebag. Cause he says, I know I'm a douchebag. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing that, that, okay. Without giving away too much, there's two things I can say real quick. And one is that the episode, well, not the episode, the series at this point in the book, a lot further along than where we are in the show time has turned more towards reconstruction and rebuilding or an attempt at rebuilding. And then the other thing that you're seeing about this community is that they are unequipped to deal with the outside world. It's like right. they kind of lucked into this situation. They've done okay so far, but they're not really Rick and his crew. Rick and his crew are on another level. They've been through a lot more. They're grimy. They're you know willing to do anything to survive, and these people aren't up to that standard yet, so... Right, and on the face of it, both of them need. I mean, Rick and his crew brings security for sure um, to you know to to Alexandria, and they Alexandria obviously brings you know a huge level of um, humanity and normalcy. You know, being able to take a shower, you know, having houses and beds, and you know all, all that other stuff. Um, you know, the kids are able to go to school. 
So I'm, I I actually find all that, like, I love the first season of Lost, seeing them figuring out their, their little society there. Um, and so I'm, I'm into that. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously in this show, all it takes is, you know, one, one bolt coming loose in one of those fence panels and, you know, they're overrun by zombies. Mm. I also like that different, different people use different terms. Like we've heard, you know, roamers, walkers, um, I can't remember what the governor's people called them, but they had a different term for them. And I think the people in the hospital had a different term. Like, that's kind of cool in that world, how just different pockets of people will come up with different different words for the zombies. And no yeah. one says zombie. Definitely. No, I like that, too. That's definitely a good point there. And, um, yeah, you hinted at a good, another good point. And I, that, that's one thing I'll say, is that this next part of the book, I really do like, or, and we'll see how it develops on the show, is them exploring, you know, the reality or this world that's taking place in this little town of Alexandria where they've, like, established a whole new world and are kind of oblivious to what's going on outside. So it becomes there's more dealing with what's going on inside than having to deal with the threat of the walkers every day. And and I guess this is, I understand why they can't because of the aging of Carl, which is really the main reason why. But I would really like to know how long it's been. Has it been, you know, we've been watching the show for five seasons, but most of this, many of the seasons pick up right where the other one left off. So they could conceivably say, oh, it's only been, you know, a year or less than a year, or it could be three or four years by now. I mean, Carl's clearly aged five years. It's the Walt situation all over again. Yeah. In the book, I don't think it really has. Well, in the book, there's much more time has passed at this point, but I would venture to say they've probably been out there about a year and change now on the show at the right. very least. You know, yeah. You got to remember that. Um, what's her name? Lori gave birth to Judas. So, that that's alone, right you know that's right nine months so yeah at least a year and change by now a good year and a half and she she got pregnant you know either you know by rick before oh no do we know she the no, Judith is we, Shane? Still don't no know. we never know no so yeah so she could have conceivably gotten pregnant by rick before the whole zombie thing even happened yep. so then yeah that means you're right that means it's probably been like at least you know, a year and a half, yeah. you know, and and that's saying the baby's only nine months old. I mean, I would assume she's older, but, um, yeah, I mean, so, uh, I, I guess, yeah, I like this one more than the last one, but it's still all clear. This is just a chapter. It's leading up to something, you know, um, and it, it would probably be feel much different if we were like in the middle of a binge watch. Yeah, definitely. So, um, anything and I else guess, on this episode? Um, no, really. I mean, last week I actually asked Kimson, I was like, yo, is, is Alana Masterson's character still on the show? Cause I don't think we saw her or we only saw, she was only in shots where she wasn't talking and, uh, she got a lot to do this episode. And while I've actually never watched the talking dead, she was the, the guest cast member on, on tonight's episode. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I liked her and, and they sort of didn't give her much to do earlier this season. It's sort of the, the problem you have in comics where it's like, 
oh yeah, now we have to figure something out for Aquaman to do, or <laughs> you know, when they're in the middle of like a huge intergalactic battle and Captain America's got to do something. Meanwhile, you know, Thor and Hulk are you know throwing you know buildings at people, and you need Punisher um, something to do as well. Right, right, exactly. And so you know they they even even after having lost Tyrese. There's still a bunch of uh, a bunch of characters that are juggling. Um, although I guess that's because they they've all only been together for a short period. Yeah, no, there um, are a lot been... of characters on the show at this point, yeah. and they're just introducing more. So it's gonna get definitely you know difficult for anybody to get a whole lot of screen time. But I think we've given enough talk time to The Walking Dead for this week. Right. So. Well. Speaking of binge-watching, I did, like many people, spend this cold, wintry weekend binge-watching Season 3 of House of Cards. Nice. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I think it falls into a guilty pleasure category like Empire, like Downton Abbey, that is just essentially, you know, a soap opera. Um, you know, the, the most of the people are so villainous on House of Cards that they could be, you know, twirling mustaches... You know, it's, it's just stabbing people in the back. But it, it's, you know, instead of, uh, you know, a record label, a family dynasty record label, or instead of a family dynasty in Edwardian England, this is, you know, Washington power politics. And if you like the first couple of seasons of, of House of Cards, you'll really like the third. If you didn't, you won't like it. It still has the same, you know, same classy you know, gray, beige, cream-colored palette, and it's just, you know, powerful people stabbing other powerful people in the back and people who actually have, um, you know, integrity getting ground under boot heels. Um, now, I got a question, though, real quick. You compared yeah. it to Empire, but right. the couple of episodes that I've seen of House of Cards, it had, you know, a nice directing style. Does that continue through the whole... Yes, I will. That's what I mean. It's it, it sort of de definitely they actually have movie directors directing episodes. I mean, they're the two two like worst Batman movies. But Joel Schumacher, oh. you know, directed a couple episodes. I saw Robin Wright directed a couple episodes. You know, she plays uh, Kevin Spacey's wife. They they do get like top name. Um, it's possible Ernest Dickerson directed an episode and he's like a star director of Walking Dead. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's that level of, you know, like the people. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely get star directors. I don't know that Empire doesn't get star directors. Um, but yeah, I mean, I they, wouldn't they, say that Empire's problems are in its direction. Right, right. Yeah. No, the direction it's, is solid. It's and and I've heard that it has a really you know, like a great uh, you know big budget, high budget, and great art department, which is sort of what all these shows have. I mean, it's flashier on Downton Abbey because you know they're in the 1920s living in a giant castle, but you know, <laughs> so they, they, mad that Downton Abbey keeps getting mentioned. Well, no, oh, but I feel like I I feel like it's a similar. They're soap operas. These things. They're soap operas. They're all soap operas for grownups. I mean, yes. look, Oz, which I loved, and I don't know. I I don't know if you loved uh, just because of your own. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I well, that's. I mean, I could un perfectly understand. But like, Oz is essentially a soap opera, and like a soap opera with just a dude cast. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, but. 
So yeah. I, and that's what I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Cast. You could, you could actually take this to a logical and say Game of Thrones is a soap opera, but yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I always read Game, Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a soap opera, but it does have dragons and giants. Um, yeah. But so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, it's a slick. It's slick. It's definitely slickly directed, and the characters in it are slick and slippery. And if you, I mean, this is not a spoiler if you've been watching the show. I mean, at the end of the second season, Francis Underwood becomes president, although he's not elected. Um, he manages to make him get himself appointed vice president, and then manages to to basically smear the president. So the president has to step down, and then he becomes president. So now he's running for his first real election. He's a sitting president, but he hasn't been elected. And he's actually running against two women, so that that sort of it adds. Um, there's definitely a, the the women the role of women has been highlight you know stepped up a little bit this season. Um, although there were women politicians, and his wife plays an important role. Um, and it you know it's got a, it's got a pretty great shocking ending, and it's very clear there will be a fourth season and probably a fifth season, but. Um, yeah, so if you're, you know, if if you're if you're a House of Cards fan, you will definitely like it. If you're if you're still trying to decide, I mean, it's it's a slick soap opera about Washington politics. And if you have to decide between House of Cards and Empire, uh, having been watching Empire this season, I'd have to say I'd probably go with House of Cards because Empire, while it's slick. I really have to recommend Taraji Henderson's performance in the right. cookie role, in the role of cookie. Cookie. Because and that, that's basically what I've heard, is she gives the most tremendous performance that it's like, you know, it's it. people keep talking about it the way people talked about Matthew McConaughey on True Detective last year. Yeah. At, that the performance is the, is the, you know, it's just, it's so, you know, Ridiculous. Incredible. Yeah. And over the top. Right. In a good way. And right. just like, it's tearing the show because her youngest son, I cannot figure out for the life of me if he's just like a terrible actor or if he's doing like an amazing um, rendition of Nas. You know, because, because I can't tell, you know, because if he's doing Nas, you know, and just playing everything super cool, no matter right. what the situation then, you know, he's, like, doing a great performance. But beyond that, it's, you know, it's another soap opera. The latest episode didn't really have any big, big, um, I mean, every episode, it's a soap opera. Every episode has some big twist and turn. Right. But there wasn't nothing too serious. Like, last episode where Taraji and uh, Terrence finally got back together after 17 years of her being in the joint. Right. You know, gets it on. So that was a big twist because everybody had been waiting for that moment, whether or not they would do it or not. Well, I thought I saw that doesn't Terrence Howard have like a heart attack or a stroke or some sort of medical mishap? That seemed no, to no, be Terrence like... Howard has um, Lou Gehrig's disease, AL... Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS. So that's his affliction. And so it's, you know, slowly breaking him down as ALS does. Okay, because, yeah, I saw that on the, you know, coming attractions while I was watching Gotham or Sleepy Hollow because they're both on Fox. So I'm always kind of vaguely aware of what's going on on Empire. That's pretty um, much all you need is the right. coming attractions every week. Right. 
So now, what do you you you're you're also watching? Or isn't um, the Wong the 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 show fresh, about the Asian fresh off the boat in the nineties? Eddie Wang, yeah, isn't Fresh Off the Boat and Blackish? Are those both on against? Um, I don't against know. Empire? I, have, I have I have Fresh Off the Boat uh, on DVR, but Blackish is definitely right up against Empire, and I feel kind of terrible about that. Because right. I, I wasn't sure if that was like an intentional move by Fox to put it on Wednesday night at the same time. But I really hate that Empire is now getting all the shine, all the ratings, and nobody's paying attention to Blackish anymore. And Blackish is a really good show. I watched the latest episode this week. They had a crazy uh, little shout out to Star Wars in it with um, Anthony playing the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the blue ghost form and everything. You know, and it's a funny show. It's a good family show. It's got much better morals, I guess, or lessons to be learned, if any, you know, than the Empire is going to teach you. But, you know, Empire is killing them ratings. And Taraji, you know, killing that performance. It definitely, I mean, it's definitely the ratings have just continued. I mean, they might have plateaued now, but it was pretty extraordinary. It was definitely the big story in TV was the ratings of empire like leaping you know it was like uh you know when um you know the walking dead i mean it was just it, it made like news stories outside the tv section i yeah i would guess that it was intentional that they were going after blackish's audience or they were just sort of you know hoping you know knowing people have dvrs so or they don't watch stuff you know at at eight o'clock when it's on because they either watch it on demand or they watch it on their DVR, or they watch it, you know, at a, it, when it when it replays. Um, a lot of channels replay show several times, but yeah, it's 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 lame. I mean, it's there was a mom and pop diner in my neighborhood that's famous for their donuts, and a Dunkin' Donuts opened up like two months ago, and that diner's been there since like the 1960s, and a Dunkin' Donut, or maybe the 70s, and the Dunkin' Donuts opened up a block away two months ago. So that's what they do. I mean, they see something and then and then they that's what capitalism is all about, you know? <laughs> Seriously, an empire represents capitalism and Blackish represents a small family business. Well, hopefully nobody opens up a fan bros, I don't know, fan brosties right a block or anything because we don't really need that right now. No, we definitely don't. But um right. I mean, it is, I will say, it is a good, it is a good thing to say, to sit back and have the, to have to make the choice if you're, if you don't have a DVR, you're just watching stuff when, you know, at appointment TV or whatever, to have the, to have to choose between Blackish and Empire is better than, you know, a few years ago when neither were on at any time. True indeed. And I also really do enjoy the few episodes I've seen of Fresh Off the Boat. So shout out to that show too. Shout out to Blackest. Shout out to Empire. Shout out to Oh yeah, House of Cards, Walking Dead. That's about it. And I we'll ain't got see. Much else to say. Yeah, we'll see you there. Word. All Peace. right. Peace. Fan Bros. Fan Bros.